Yeah, books are very interesting theme for me because I I would say I see everything like I'm in that place, but I'm invisible for the characters, as I would say this. I like to think about like uh, how this room would look like, what is there, how characters are. At the same time, I can't say very detailed description of everything because I like to weave um, even more for my imagination when there when there are like more details for that. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people then. From 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine, to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 255 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Martin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, United World College, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them, this project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland, top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places, because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have 
a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Anna Stenda. Anna is a psychology student at Ukrainian Catholic University in Lviv. Born in Stri in Lviv region, Anna loves dancing and reading books, and she adores yoga and tea. In ninth grade, Anna won a scholarship from Karpinsky's foundation and became part of it. And she also started working at an in- <coughs> at an international company when she was 17. Anna also loves animals very much. Her favorite quote is, the quicker you reach the bottom, the quicker you can go up. Anna, how are you today? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm feeling bright, brilliant, blessed, (laughs) and blissful. And I would like to begin with something more emotional to help discover more about who Anna really is. So you, Anna, when you want to feel really alive, to experience your favorite emotions, what do you like to do? Well, as you already said, I really like dancing. That's my passion. And I usually do that to feel more alive. And also, I'm that kind of person that likes to be alone to refresh myself And I like to go for a walk all alone or to go somewhere that I can sit and just read a book and think about nothing. I love that. And it sounds so opposite. So you either dance and act crazy and destroy the dance floor with (laughs) your moves or whatever, or you stay in solitude, walking, reflecting, and reading a book alone. Is this correct? Yes, exactly. Let's begin with dance. When you are dancing in the perfect way that makes you feel really alive, what is your favorite thing about this experience? It's kind of a hard question because that's more about feelings. It's more about what you really like. Um, I can describe this feeling. You have to really feel it. It's like something that you really, really like, that you're passionate about, that is everything you think about, you do at that time. And that just expressed everything. It can be joy. It can be, I don't know, everything together. Just mix up. Thank you. So it's something you love, you're passionate about, and it expresses everything at the same time, all the emotions and feelings. Is this correct? Yes. Tell me about passion. What does passion mean for you? And where do you feel it comes from? Is it from the soul? Is it from outside inspiration? Is it like some heavenly energy or some passion that is more romantic or something like that I don't know you tell me I think it all depends on the person for each person it comes from different sources for me it's both from external and internal factors I can be very motivated I can motivate myself and at the same time I can watch at my friends that dance to or at some just top dancers that came to teach me and I'm just, I just want to, to 
continue what I'm doing because I want to reach that stop point to be better and better and just to work on myself. Thank you. That is really cool. So you're into self-development. Is this correct? Yes. But before that, let's stick to passion a little bit. How do you know that you're meeting or speaking with a person who is passionate? Some people, they say it's the brilliant like shimmer in their eyes that tells about their passion. Some other people say that they know their values and they're acting towards it decisively and strongly no matter the challenges and other people they say it's like an energy you can feel of the person for you specifically Anna how do you notice or how do you express passion in your body or in your being that other people can notice I think that's more about energy and as I see by my friends and by myself too um when we talk about something we're really passionate about, uh, really talk a lot, and we talk with a smile on the face, and we talk with very energetic voice, and we don't want to stop. And at the same time, we understand that oh my god, I might really bore, I might really bore, because I talk about that too much. But at the same time, it makes you feel alive because that's what you're passionate about. Thank you. So when someone is speaking about a topic they're passionate about, you feel the energy in their voice and gestures and their overall energy. And when they're doing that or engaging in their passion, they feel really alive and that life makes sense and it's perfect. Is this correct? Yeah, exactly. Tell me about people like that or any other. When you speak with people... Do you feel like there is an exchange of energy and you're aware, even not like aware logically, but you sense and feel the energy of the person and of the interaction or not often? Uh, Well, usually, yes, because I try to... um to really speak to people that are passionate about something or uh, we can exchange our energies, not just take it from each other. So for me, it's almost every time it's more about exchanging energy, exchanging your thoughts, exchanging your emotions. And in very little ways, it's more about just giving. I love that. And to know you more, when you meet new people, Are you at first reserved until you know about them, their passions, and spend time together before opening up? Or are you right away diving deep into the energy exchange and just making sparks fly with all the energetics? Actually, that is... um... That is a trick question because it also depends on my mood. Sometimes when I first meet person, I can be very energetic and I'm open to everyone and I can tell all of my secrets. And at the same time to other person, I can be very cold and I can be like, okay, let's uh, let's introduce ourselves at first. So it all depends on the person. It all depends on the day and depends on my mood and so on. Thank you. So in general, do you notice your mood is changing often, maybe every day or throughout the day? Or it's like maybe in winter it's a different mood because the weather is depressing and in spring you're super positive 
and pumping with all the motivational speaker <laughs> videos and audios and jumping out to achieve things or even throughout the day you can be grumpy sometimes happy sometimes just anti-social and then social sometimes yeah i'm all that person that um changes her mood all the time because i'm that person and it's kind of funny sometimes that i can be really angry and then 30 minutes later i'm the happiest person on, on earth so do you like this about yourself um that can be hard sometimes because people won't understand you or like they won't understand it every time and usually i have to say sorry for sometimes because um yeah people don't understand this but at the same time i feel like that's something something about me and i really cherish it thank you and to take it even further so your mood changes and it can change radically then to understand do you love to feel radically different emotions and to experience the whole range of sadness happiness surprise scare all that well it's more um i wouldn't say that i really like to experience the um the hardest like sadness the hardest anger because those are like negative emotions but i understand that uh, without those emotions it would be really really hard for me to experience very hard happiness So I just accept that. I wouldn't say I enjoy it uh, as much as I can, but I really understand that that's what I need. Thank you. You mentioned happiness. For Anna, what is the meaning of happiness? Um, that is a great question, actually. Happiness is just something that... happiness can can go from your internal factors and from external and i think that's very important for every person to find something that just comes out of you that can make you happy and you are not depend on other people to make you happy so i think that's the most um the most important point in happiness to make yourself happy to make yourself happy For you specifically Anna, what are the internal factors that cause your happiness? Sometimes it's I don't know, it's just when I sit alone somewhere and I just watch the sun goes down or sun comes up and everything together. When I even can sit somewhere, watch my friends, but in other way I feel that I'm so happy. inside of me because i see those people but that's all inside of me that's not that someone comes to me and says something funny and i smile and that's why i'm happy no that's more about me it sounds to me like gratitude so did you train yourself and do those like grateful for five things a day in a journal and all that or it's just the way you are and you have been for a long long time well actually uh that's that's who i am and but actually i experienced uh that like emotional journey journal that i did but that wasn't like uh something that i did voluntarily that's what was i did for my job but at the same time yeah that's who i am 
that's who you are. Sometimes you're dancing like crazy and being the happiest person <laughs> in the world. Sometimes you're angry at the smallest thing. Sometimes you're grateful sitting, looking at your friends and feeling fulfilled and satisfied. Is this correct? Yeah, exactly. Then to understand more about you, what would be your ideal perfect day based on whatever mood you have this second? Because I'm sure you will say, well, it depends on my mood. So, <laughs> well, depending on the mood that is right now, if you are to design the perfect, most alive, fulfilling, happy day, when would you wake up? How would the weather be? Who would you be with? What would you do in the morning, afternoon, at night? Tell me everything. Um, actually, that is very good that you uh, mentioned that right now in this mood, because there is a funny story that in psychologists, we always answer the question like, it depends on. <laughs> and yeah, if it would, it would be the mood that I am right now, I would really, I would wake up like 9am, I think. I would um, go to the bathroom, wash my face, brush my teeth, then do some yoga because that's what really makes me feel alive. Um, then have a great breakfast, some pancakes maybe because I like to cook them. Um, then maybe I'll go to for a walk or I, I'll read a book somewhere. And then um, as I work, I would have to work, but that's not something that makes me like awfully that, that's not something unpleasant I like to work actually so I would work a little bit for a few hours and then I'll help my mother to cook a dinner we would eat together and then I'll go for a walk with my friends because that's what I do almost every evening it's a really calm day and it sounds really satisfying without the rush of the city life or the extra stress and tell me about yoga you mentioned it as a pillar to your life how did you fall in love with yoga uh actually my friends and my acquaintances helped me with it because when last year pandemic started and we were all locked up um we created some kind of a group and we were sharing our experiences through that and someone mentioned that he or she started doing yoga and I was like okay I want to try it and I found this amazing channel on YouTube where people were so calm and I was like okay that's something that makes me calm for the rest of the day or at least for some of the day because my mood is changing all the time and I just felt amazing when I started doing this with time, uh, there was some period when I didn't do this for some circumstances. But right now, I'm back to it. And I'm so, I feel amazing when I do it. So that's my passion too. You feel amazing when you do it. And that is your passion too. And you mentioned reading as an essential part of your ideal day. What kinds of books do you tend to read? Actually, I read a lot of books and I wouldn't say that I have some, I don't know, some specific genre. But yeah, I like a lot of like fantasy books. When I was um, younger, I used to read that a lot. Right now, I want to try a lot of 
new like psychology books because that's what my profession will be. And I'm actually really interested in those things. I'm just interested in books and words and how authors give their topic, give something that they, they share their, their knowledge through those books. So that's very interesting. Thank you. So psychology books, and you're really fascinated with the way that authors go about communicating and sharing their knowledge in those books, correct? Yeah. How did the decision to choose psychology as a topic for your university and profession, how did that decision happen? Uh, that was very interesting because from, I think, eighth grade, I saw that I will be a journalist. And only in 10th or 11th grade, I was like, I need to go to psychology. Uh, I just understood that I'm really passionate about people. I'm interested in them. I'm interested why they do what they do, why they act exactly like that. And I understood that everything, every knowledge in, in the, about people, about what they do, about their brains are in psychology. And yeah, and I just went there. No, no, no. Tell me more. Before you decided on studying psychology, how did you notice your own fascination and interest with people, why they do what they do? why they behave that way. Did you notice that, like you said, you look at your friends and you smile happy, but in your brain you're thinking, why are they doing what they're doing? <laughs> or how did you notice this fascination and interest? I think maybe it's all started about my classmates because um, that's kind of the first uh, community where every like child comes to. And I just noticed, I observed, I observed how everyone reacted, how everyone was, what everyone was talking about. And actually then I was like talking to them and with some of them, I was really close and understood that this person might exactly say this because like in childhood, he did that or in childhood his mother said like that and i understood that everything is very connected and yeah i think everyone's everything started with observation i have so many questions but i'm <laughs> noticing a pattern that you tend to be embodied and staying focused in the present moment when do you think about the past or the future um, can you please repeat? Because I didn't actually understand fully the question. When do you think about the past and the future? Because you tend to be observant in the present. Uh, when exactly? Oh, um, I don't even know. That's, I think mostly I think about future and past when I lay down to sleep and late in the evening because... That's the only time when I'm all in my thoughts, exactly when nothing bothers me and I have no like things to do. So I think, yeah, in the evening. Otherwise, are you fully focused on every task and everything you do in the day? Uh, yeah, exactly. I used to 
plan everything. I I put everything down on paper and I understand that right now I'm doing that and right after that I have to do another thing and everything is just on my mind. I have to remember it. Oh, no, no, no. Don't skip that very important part. So when you're planning, <laughs> how do you choose what to do and what not to do? Because we sadly cannot do everything. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly it. Uh, I understand that I don't have all the time in the world, but there are some things in my routine that I exactly have to do. I also have work that I have to do. And with the time that left, I actually, I choose what to do with it. Whether I go for a walk, whether I help my mom, whether I, I don't know, go and grab some book and read it. It's all about time planning. Do you make those decisions based on the things you're passionate about or based on what is my, you might not like now, but you think will be useful over time? I think that's more about uh, something useful or something that I just had, has to do, have to do because um, we, I don't usually have a lot of time for my passions and Actually, if I don't have time to read a book, I can just not read it for the whole day because I have a lot of stuff to do, like, um, I don't know, to work because I have a lot of those. Or maybe I have to clean the whole house because my mom asked. So, yeah, that's all about it. What are your thoughts about time and your relationship with time? Um, my relationship with time is kind of tough, I would say, because though I plan, I still feel like I don't have enough time. And yeah, time is something is very important. And I like the um, sentence where like time is something the most valuable in the world because we are always missing it. We are always uh, paying by that. Exactly. And that's, that's the most important part, uh, thing in the world, I think, time. Thank you. And if you wish that your friends know something about you or new people you meet, what would be a characteristic about your personality or values or past? Something that you feel if people know about you, you feel, yes, I gave it like my best communication and new interaction. And now I feel satisfied, not misunderstood. Um, I would really like for people to think about, yes, she's that energetic person who is always stands for her friends. And if you became her friend, uh, she will stand for you to leave her end. And though in the beginning she might not like take you in, then in future, everything can change. And yeah, I would really want for people to say like, she's very passionate about psychology and dancing. And the dancing is something that she likes very, like, very much. Thank you. That's so many great things. So you're an energetic person and you stand by your friends till the end. And although a person might meet you at first and you can be a bit distant, it can change and they can become your friends, as well as realizing that you love dance and you're passionate and love psychology. Is this correct? 
Yeah, exactly. Energetic person, what does it mean? Especially that the last thing I would describe someone who just goes for a walk and then sits to read a book and observe <laughs> people is energetic. So in your definition, because everything is coherent within your psychology, what is energetic person? Uh, for me, energetic person is definitely not the one that only like, you know, does sport and that's it. For me, energetic person is someone who's passionate about, who speaks with passion, who oh, everything actually does with passion. Um, energetic person is someone that can't always just stand on one place. He or she wants to change, wants to create something new or, I don't know, uh, get to know something new and get to know new people. That's who is energetic person for me. Great. So I will ask you a cruel question. <laughs> Imagine you will have like distilled into your brain the best psychology knowledge in the world. So whenever you see any person, you already know everything about them. But you cannot meet new people that you make as friends and you cannot learn anything new. Or you're always meeting new people, learning new things. But Every day you forget everything you have learned. So you have to start with fresh slate. Which one would you choose? I think that will be the second one because um, I like to know something new because then my brain is just blows up. <laughs> and I like that. I like to get to know people from different sides. And I think it would be really interesting for me, even though I couldn't remember everything for the last day, for the next day. But yeah, definitely the second one. Do you get bored easily? Um, yeah, I can, I can actually. I feel like I'm very uh, energetic person in the in the like in the bad way that I can just sit on one spot for a really long time. But um, yeah, I try to get out this boredom from myself oh tell me more a lot of people because of the pandemic they're not energetic anymore they feel stuck depressed and lethargic so if you were to share your secrets both to have physical energy that is high throughout the day to do all the things and be active as well as for finding the passions that maybe people didn't find what would you recommend? So for physical energy and for added extra finding sources of passion? Um, I think people just have to understand what makes them happy and find those things and stick to them. And if you like running, go and run. If you like reading books, sit there and grab a pile of books and just read all of them. And yeah, I think when there is a pandemic, you have to have a, I wouldn't say like a plan, but something like that to not make yourself bored and not to be very depressed because that's the worst thing that can happen. So if you start feeling depressed, depression or depressed, just talk to people uh, in any way you can talk to your mom talk to your friends through the phone message them anything so people are the sources and the keys 
to passion, energy, and so many great things, correct? Yeah. And I'll ask another cruel question that I'm curious about. <laughs> Imagine in your life you only had two passions. One of them is the most amazing passion that fills you with happiness ever, but everybody hates it and society disagrees when they look at you funny and they criticize you all the time. Or the second one, it's 50% as passion and happy, but uh, people, they just encourage you and it's okay and accepted. Which one would you choose and would you stop the other? Wow, that is a very hard question, actually, because I understand that I would really like to have something that I would be 100% passion and happy. But at the same time, I understand if people won't support me, if my friends, my family won't support me, I would give up. So I think maybe the second one, maybe I will be less passionate and less happy, but at least people around me will really support my choice. Why is the support of people around you so important for you? I think the support is very important for everyone. And that comes even from ancient times when, you know, we were the cave people and if you were kicked out of the society, you would probably die. So yeah, we needed each other and we needed support. So I think this is something the psychological thing right now that we still need support to feel um, to feel that we are in a peace, to feel safe, I would say. No, give me your answer, not the evolutionary psychology <laughs> textbook answer. Um, well, for me, it's, uh, I wouldn't say that I could be all alone for the rest of my life. I would really need people around me. So if I want to do something, I really need people around to say, hey, you're doing great. And yeah, like that. What is important for you in order to consider a person trustworthy and worthy to become a close friend for you? Well, that person would really, I would really like for that person to uh, have the same things, have the same thoughts about something um, just as me. And also to be polite in that way, to be kind, because I think people without kindness are very like cruel things. And, and I think that person should respect me and I would respect him because without respect, there's nothing to go to the relationship. I understand kindness and respect about having the same thoughts as you. Well, what can you learn from a person if they have the same exact thoughts and agree on everything with you? What does that give you? Actually, uh, there's a lot of things that we can learn from each other, even if we have the same thoughts. Because when we, when there is something new, some new knowledge, and we um, try to understand it from different perspectives, but with the same like options, as I would say this, we have the same sea of life, but at the same time, we are different people. And believe me, there is a lot to gain from a person, even with the same thoughts as you. And at the same time, you can ask for help 
or for advice to that with that person and you understand that you're on the same page because well that person incensed me and I incensed that person thank you and I'll ask another cruel question <laughs> go ahead imagine there are only two people in the world one of them has the same views as you but actually they're trying to uh, for you to like them so they agree with everything anything you say they research and they say why uh, they like it but it's not really true it's just they trying for you to like them or someone who has an independent mind independent confident thoughts and they say their truth but it's opposite to your views which one would you like more well for sure the second one because i don't like people that are just that are fake as i would say this i need um to trust every person so yeah even if there is like two people in the world i would go for the second one so sincerity is more important for you than agreeing on views on life is this right yeah i would say like that how do you know that a person is sincere when you meet them mm, that is a hard question actually because i think it's all about when we share some facts about ourselves and when you share something that not not everyone knows and yeah that's more about sharing your life sharing what you think and not something and you know even sharing some uh very weird things about yourself because that's make that's like because of that i see that person trusts me thank you so it's about self disclosure and having uncommon commonalities or at least sharing things that only an honest person would share because otherwise they'll be too embarrassing yeah. is this correct yeah exactly and for you as well tell me about dance and let's return to that because it sounds really cool what is to you the thing that when you're dancing you're focused on is it the music and the rhythm and it's moving your body is it the movement of your body and the emotions it creates is it you imagining how you're improving and noticing improvement to become great you said it's important for you to keep improving and become similar to those great dancers or what during dance or you're not thinking about anything you're just flowing with the energy how is it actually i'm feeling feelings as i would say this i i like the feeling of music i like the feeling of movement of my body and i like when there is some i don't know choreo that i learned and i dance all of that into the music and it goes just so smooth that it just makes my heart happy feeling feelings and it goes so smooth it makes your heart happy correct yeah what is the meaning of feelings in your experience don't give me the textbook page 101 <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> give me your feeling what is feeling for you how do you feel like some of the girls i interviewed one of them she said i experience emotions and feelings like colors in my body and they're different colors 
Another one, she said, it's like energy and waves that f- move from different parts, from my chest to my head or something like that. And sometimes they're like dark if I'm angry and red or whatever. And sometimes it's heavy, sometimes it's light based on the feeling. Another one, she said, actually, when I'm uh, happy, I imagine myself while happy, like I'm on a beautiful beach without any waves. But when I'm angry, it's like a tornado is destroying that beach. How is how do you experience feelings, and what is the meaning of feelings for you? Yeah, I think I'm more like the Sangun girl, which said um, that there are like waves inside of her body, waves in her hands, and so on. That's the same for me. I feel like I see and visualize uh, those waves inside of me. And sometimes if some emotions are very, very like bright, they can have colors. But usually those even colors are not um, that colorful, as I would say. There is no like um, black or, I don't know, dark red. It's more like very very little yellow as I would say this and for me feelings by feelings you can understand a lot of things you can understand if this is actually what I like or it is something that makes me sad and by that you can find a perfect life life for you well at least try to thank you so is it that you love feeling feelings or you love when you feel passion as a specific feeling? I think it's all together. <laughs> it's the mix of that. Thank you. And do you feel people in a similar way that you feel those feelings? I think yes. That's um, this kind of similar to what I said uh, that when I feel that with that person, I'm, I don't experience very good emotions. I think about maybe it's not uh, good for me to speak with them or to talk with them because that makes me not very comfortable. And I would say yes. Uh, feelings is something very common to what I experience with people. Thank you. That's really interesting. And I want to return also to books and ask about that. One of the guests I had, she said, when she reads a book, she imagines she's inside a movie. And then she spends a lot of time in each page, because she stops and she goes to the different characters. And she touches them and speaks with them and interacts (laughs) before continuing on. While some people cannot imagine anything. I know you are more now into nonfiction, but before that you were reading fantasy. But in general, how do you read books in the sense that do you imagine something? Do you hear something and not see anything? Do you feel feelings and that's how you read it? Or how do you experience a book? Yeah, books are very interesting theme for me because... I I would say I see everything like I'm in that place, but I'm invisible for the characters, as I would say this. I like to think about like uh, how this room would look like, what is there, how characters are. At the same time, I can't say very detailed 
description of everything because I like to weave um, even more for my imagination when there when there are like more details for that. And I like to experience a lot of emotions during reading a book because um, when there's some cute moments or really fun ones, I can really laugh out loud. Uh, just even like if I'm all alone in my room, I can laugh because uh, there is something very interesting or funny that is coming there. And for me, crying on the book is something very usual. So I'm experiencing all kinds of emotions when I'm reading experiencing all kinds of emotions when you're reading. And I had actually two different guests who said, we ignore the plot when we read a book, but we focus on the characters. We love to explore the relationships and the dynamics between characters, as well as the traits of characters and what we can learn from in order to grow into a better person. Does this make sense for you or it's just secondary as you focus on that more for real people rather than book characters? Um, I would say that I, I yeah, I uh, like to see like what is the character like, what is what she or he can teach me or what is happening inside their minds and hearts. What are they experiencing right now? And I like when there are different characters and those characters aren't perfect because um, that's more life-related. But at the same time, I can't ignore the plot because that's why I'm reading it for the cool plot. For the cool plot with the cute moments or the crying <laughs> experiences. Yeah. And what you said now about experiencing the characters is it exactly how you observe and discover and uncover and dive into people um yeah i think that's something similar but um at the same time uh from people i can gain more knowledge when i when i for example talk to them when i speak to them and i can like ask some questions and get to more at the same time in book I can get to know the character as much as writer wants me because I can't ask anything and my imagination only can um, create like more details to that character or to that appearance but I can't gain more and more thank you so with people is interactive and there is an exchange of energy, and that is why it can be superior to books, especially those where there are characters. Is this correct? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's actually really wonderful. And I would like you to think about this question and give me an answer. What insight, and those you said explosion in your mind, did you have? that somewhat changed your attitude about life or your priorities or values or how you think about life, that if you gave it now as advice to any person, they will benefit in order to have a better life or to understand reality more. Actually, I really like that. Um, right now in the 21st century, there are more people that uh, don't care about what others think about them. And I think that's one of the most important things because it's your life and you have to live it. 
So don't care about what others are talking about you. Don't care about anything else. Care only about people that are very close to you and that you care about them. So yeah, live like that. How do you think social media interacts with this insight and thought? I think um, in social media, there was like more and more people that started to post their real life and their real like appearance than just glowing photos. And I think that's better. That's a good uh, change for everyone and especially for kids and teenagers that are just growing and seeing all the perfect people on social media, but they think they're just worse than everyone else. I agree that can be a big problem, but reality and showing the real life and real looks really can be a big solution. Anna, it was a privilege, an honor, a great time and a blessing. And if people want to follow you on social media, I know we spoke about it right now in not so positive ways, but what is the best social media to find you? And is there any project or anything you would like to raise awareness about? You can speak about it now. If not, you can just wish something for the world. Yeah, if uh, anyone would like to find me on social media, I use Instagram. There I'm like Anastenda. That's a very obvious thing. Um, I use it most of the time because like Facebook, I don't like it a lot. lot. (laughs) And I just wanted to say to everyone that be aware of your psychological health because um, sometimes it's even it even matters more than your physical health. So don't be afraid to go to to psychiatry or to psychologist. And when you feel bad, talk to people because that's that's what we need. Thank you, Anna. It was a great conversation and I wish you a great day. Thank you. I wish you a great day too.